Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. You see, John 14, 13 is a striking promise when we realize that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. That Jesus holds the highest position in the universe as the head of the church. And he says, whatsoever ye shall ask or demand in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And then here's the charter promise, as I said, John 16, 23, and 24, where he was talking about praying the Father. Hitherto, up till now, you've never prayed in my name. But now, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, The Name of Jesus by Kenneth E. Hagan. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. Now then, we have a right to use that name today just as much as they did. Because that name belongs to us. I think it'd be well if we looked here at John 14th chapter, the 13th and 14th verses. Whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. 16th chapter then, 23rd and 24th verses. Now, understand that there's a difference between 14th chapter of John, the 16th chapter of John. 14th chapter of John, 13th verse. Whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Now down here in John 16, 24, Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name, ask you shall receive that your joy may be full. You see, John 16, 23, and 24 is talking about prayer, but John 14, 13 is not talking about prayer. Now you need to get that picture clear. How many times people appropriate that, but that isn't so. You see... Whatever you ask, and look up the Greek word ask in the concord, and it means demand. He said, whatever you demand in my name, I'll do it. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. And to gate called beautiful, you see, John, uh, Peter just took that man by the hand and demanded in the name of Jesus that he get up. He didn't pray for him. The man got up. He demanded or asked in the name of Jesus. You see, that he arise and that he, and he did. He was healed. But now here in John, he said... Whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, John 16, 23, and 24. You see, here in, in John 14, 13, you don't ask the Father anything. Whatever you shall ask, whatever you demand is a better translation. In my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. But when it comes to prayer, whatever you ask the Father in my name, He will give it to you. See the difference between the two? Now you need to see that. You see, John 14, 13 is a striking promise when we realize that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. That Jesus holds the highest position in the universe as the head of the church. And he says, whatsoever ye shall ask or demand in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Hallelujah. And then here's the charter promise, as I said, John 16, 23, and 24, where he was talking about praying the Father. Hitherto, up till now, you've never prayed in my name. 
But now whatever you ask the Father in my name, He will give it you. Hallelujah. Now this promise, you see, is, is an important statement. And it, it's a true statement. That we have the use of the name of Jesus in our prayer life. And that that name guarantees an answer. Now I want you to see something that's very important here. Did you ever notice, and, and John's the only one that records these statements that Jesus made relative to prayer. And he made these statements just before he went away. Because a new day's coming. See, in that day he shall ask me nothing. 23rd verse. In that day he shall ask me nothing. But whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he'll give it you. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name, asking you shall receive that your joy may be full. Again, if you demand anything in my name, not talking about demand of the Father, demand of the devil, I'll do it. Again, John 15, 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, it shall be done unto you. Now, did you ever notice John in his gospel never one single time mentions faith in connection with prayer. You notice that? Matthew, Mark, Luke, do. They're quoting what he said to the Jews, however. We quote them because there's some principles involved with us. Then when you get to the Acts and then you go on over into the epistles written to the church, Paul wrote half of them. Paul, Peter, James, John, Jude. Not one single time does anybody ever write to the church ever encourage them or tell them to believe or to have faith? You ever notice that? Now why? Because that's who they are. They are believers. Our having to encourage people to believe and to have faith is a result of the word of God having lost its reality in our lives. Now notice this. John, again, get this now. John, again, the 16th chapter, we were looking at it, look at it again. In that day you shall ask me nothing, but whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Now notice, he does not say, Whatsoever you ask the Father, and if you believe, he'll give it to you. He didn't say that. Or, if you have faith. Now, why didn't he? Oh, if this truth ever dawns on you. See, why didn't he? Why is faith not mentioned? Why is believing not mentioned here? Only the name of Jesus. Well, you see, this name has been given to us. It's ours. It's ours. What is mine, I do not need faith to use it. See, we're about to be dismissed here. You have a car out here somewhere? I do. You have some car keys? What would you think about the time we got ready to be dismissed here? That of the president of the student body here. 
would hold up his hands. Brother Hagin, just before you go, hold up his key. He said, I want all y'all to pray that I don't have faith to go out and put this key in my car and unlock the door. <laughs> well, we'd think something got loose up there somewhere. <laughs> you know? All right. That name has been given to us. It's ours. What's mine, I do not need faith to use. When we are born into the family of God, the right to use the name and the privileges to use it come with the new birth. All the authority vested in that name is given to us to bring glory to the name of the Father, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Hallelujah. That's what he says. That name belongs to us. That name, invested in that name, is all the power and all the authority that Jesus had and exercised and is. In other words... Jesus, in his name, is right there with us to do the job. Remember the verse that we quoted, Matthew 18, 19, 20 verses. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything they ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Now don't stop reading, that's not all he said. For... For is a conjunction. It joins what he's about to say to what he just said. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I. His name being present is the equivalent of him being present. See it? Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I. His name will do all that he himself would do if he was here. His name will do it. His name will do it. And so, he has given us that name. It belongs to us. It belongs to the church. The weakest child of God. Oh, I'm so weak and unworthy. Well, the weakest child of God, the most seemingly unworthy child of God has a legal right to all the grace and all the might and all the power and all the blessing and all the health and all the healing and all the life that's enwrapped in the person who bore that name and that was Jesus. His name is Jesus. And his name belongs to us. All that Jesus was all that Jesus was, that name will ever be during this dispensation. Has that name lost any of its power? Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Let's just lift our hands and praise God for the name of Jesus. Praise God for the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
holy. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you for the name. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer is the Health Food Devotional for the discounted price of $12.75. Get this dynamic resource to start your new year off right. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. People can watch us in many different areas. Yes. Uh, you know, we have a channel on the Roku. On the Roku. Uh, it's under the spiritual category and go mm-hmm. and look for us. You can watch these Rhema Praise uh, video podcasts just by going to rhema.tv. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on live. Sunday morning at 10, Sunday evening at 7, uh, Wednesday evening at 7. We're on live. Our services. Our services are from here are streamed. Uh-huh. And uh, you can listen to the Rhema Today radio podcast yes. uh, there. Uh, just uh, You can download and read the Word of Faith magazine. Just go there to rhema.org or rhema.tv and you can get all this information. If you're within driving distance of the Rama USA campus, then you'll want to make the drive to see the amazing Rama Christmas lights this season. Lights are on through New Year's night. Come see over 2 million breathtaking Christmas lights. Plus, experience the animated displays and grab a hot chocolate. For more info, visit rama.org today. Make plans to join us next week at this same time and station for more of the series by Kenneth E. Hagan. That's next week here on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.